Welcome to Go Meet, a wrestling podcast. We have Jared here. We're talking AEW. I'm not going to talk Impact today because... Nothing interesting happened? It just, it's, it's... I miss the old Impact. Yeah. And I like Christian, and I understand what he's trying to do there, but it just has a weird feel to it right now, and it, it, uh... There was a period in Impact where I watched it every single week. Right. But it just started falling off, and I know that was about Slammiversary last year, where they added a bunch of new people. And I don't necessarily think it was the new people that messed things up, but there was a shift in how the product was put forward that made it feel less authentic. Like, I liked Impact's kind of, like, underdog, low-budget low kind of feel. Right. Wrestle House. Right. Right. Where they all got teleported to a random house. Right. It was... It was amazing. Right. <laughs> it was totally... It didn't have that magic anymore. Right. Right. I, I totally agree, and I hope they get it back or something happens that pushes me towards what I, what I, what I enjoyed about it in the first place. Um, Dynamite. CM Punk, Tony, JR on commentary with Excalibur. Uh, we oh. start out with Adam Cole. And he, goes he out is there. over like Rover with this crowd. I thought it was great. Frankie Kazarian is who he's wrestling. I thought it was a very good match. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the, you know, the super kick style finish that he likes to do with the Panama City Sunrise, the Panama Sunrise, the last call. All of it, all the hits. It was good back and forth between the two. Kazarian can go, man. Kazarian's a very good wrestler. Very good wrestler. And then we get the story time with Adam Cole, Bay Bay afterwards. You like the whole thing. Yeah. I I mean I've never I've never been the biggest fan of Adam Cole, but it's incredibly hard to deny his talent. Well, and Bill Boy can he talk? He runs his mouth like crazy. It's great. Right. I thought he was great here with the uh, Hope is Dangerous lines, and then he calls out Christian Jungle Boy Luchasaurus to a match versus him and the Young Bucks that's getting set up for this huge two-day event at uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York. I think we're all can't help but be over the moon. Um, and we'll get more into why you should be over the moon as this episode goes on. MJF winds up coming out with Wardlow. Uh I was not a huge... No. Same reason as, as the segment last week, not right. hitting with me. He says he's going to speak to Brian, and he looks up to heavens, and he goes, who am I kidding? And starts yelling down at the ground. Uh, that was a little funny, I'll, I I admit. Right. There were, there were parts of it that were good, but I just... For MJF to come off such a high-profile loss and then just be, like, insulting the city again feels weird. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, literally, the week after an incredibly high-profile loss against his greatest foe. Foe. He's just and he's back he, out there running his mouth about Cincinnati and, and uh, New Jersey. You know what I mean? I was just... May, maybe that's, like, him covering up for it and just trying to move past it. But I don't know. It was just weird. And being in a thing with... Uh, Brian Pillman Jr.? Yeah, it's so weird. Odd choice. It is so weird. Mostly because, like, I, I have 0% belief that Pillman's going to win. <laughs> 100%. I'm, I'm just not sure who exactly this is designed to benefit. Right. <laughs> I agree. 
I agree because Wardlow, I guess. <laughs> I, I understand that the job for a guy like an MJF is to bring up and get over babyface talent. It just feels like I get that we were in Cincinnati last week, but couldn't that have been a one week thing? And maybe it should have been a one week thing and the real the real this is just me fantasy booking, the real guy should be getting over is the tag team partner. Yeah. Right? Oh um, that's my that's my gut reaction as to why this probably isn't. I thought this was a, a one week thing. Until MJF walked out and started started talking again, I was like, Man, that was a weird segment last week. <laughs> right. That's a weird segment this week. <laughs> right. Uh we have Jungle Boy Christian. Jungle Boy starts to give a promo promo and Christian kind of uh slides in a little bit, if you would. Um boy. The EVPs save you, throw you a lifeline, and rescue you from developmental at Cole. And after losing the Wednesday Night Wars, you might want to get used to losing more. <laughs> and it was, even though you can't really blame Cole for no. that, still, the you were the face of a company that we were supposed to be in a war with. They moved to Tuesdays and you came here. It has that. I said it has that Kevin Durant. You lost in the fi- in the conference finals and you joined the Golden State Warriors. Feel to it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it is good for Christian to dive in and call that out as we get this match, and it gives it all. And if we get a Christian Adam Cole feud as Christian works his way through that portion of the roster after losing to Kenny, Kenny, let I'm all for Christian. Dude, Adam Cole give me that on a pay-per-view. Give me that on a Wednesday. and mm. Any any time. I'm ready for it. Absolutely. FTR and uh, Dante Martin, Matt Seidel. I thought this was great. Dude, Dante Martin. I thought this was an excellent wrestling show. Yeah, dude. I thought start to finish, it was just a joy to watch in terms of just like watching the wrestling. Correct. It was just lovely. Correct. Dude, and- Dante Martin, that dude, like I've said this before, like he, he doesn't. Yeah, he's like Ricochet and Osprey in the fact that he doesn't, but like somehow more, like graffiti does not apply to him in the same way. Dude, some of the stuff he does is just unreal. The height he gets is crazy. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Right, right. It, it, he is now. We had the FTR winds up going over, and and yeah. Cat, Cash Wheeler was phenomenal in this match. And Dax and Cash did a great job of selling for Mont, uh, Martin. The point of this match, it felt like, was to, oh, for sure. to make Martin more of a star while kind of rebooting, as they're rebooting FTR into being competitive again. I, I love FTR. I love it when they wrestle high flyers. They Dude, are, it's they, great. They are generous in, the, in, in their way of putting those guys over while beating them. I thought the hand on his head leaning over in the cover to kind of rub the face in really leans into who they are as heels anyway it's really good it's a really great detail which is what they're they're detail oriented wrestlers also they can do the same thing later and it can cost them a match with somebody you know you're setting up a failure which is perfect right it's smart everything down to the beautiful bobby uh, trunks. Yes. You know what I mean? I, the whole thing works. Minoru Suzuki incident is sort of kind of addressed by Punk. I think the more important thing here is it is was it is a way Twitter. to find the, the what matters is it is a way to find Archer and Archer Suzuki versus Mox uh, Kingston. Kingston. 
And oh, dude, interesting sidebar. Kingston deleted his Twitter account today. It's that you know, I can't help but say good. Well, I guess Twitter's terrible, man. Get they, off of it. Somebody had accused somebody. He went to a show and maybe somebody didn't get paid, and he was like, "Hold on, I got paid." And people were like, well, okay, well, maybe you got paid, but what about everybody else? And that, and he was like, okay, whatever. And he deleted his account. <laughs> all he got, he's just, you know, and it wasn't his job to make sure everybody got some else got, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. Even still, he probably, I, I will say, that's not his problem. No. Know? I will say that the, I did find it funny that with the, the Suzuki Archer dynamic, where Suzuki Goon in Japan, Suzuki spoke for his faction because Lance didn't speak the language and now in America it's it's the opposite I just that's almost heartwarming in a way to me I like he gets to return the favor I like thinking of Lance as the conduit between New Japan and he is in a lot of ways I'm so glad that they they they're keeping him as part of Suzuki Goon because that was when he came over I was worried I was like man are they just gonna like completely remove him even if they do something yeah I'm glad they kept it Right. Dude, Lance Archer is, like, for me, in my head, still a part of Suzuki Goon. Because he's still that type of guy. Well, and if you have this open relationship, he is the guy that can go back and forth. Oh, yeah. He did establish himself as a main event player yeah. over there. Dude, that G1 in Dallas, his match with Osprey was so huge for him. Yeah. I remember watching that and just being blown. I was like, man. He's so good. He's yeah, because yeah. I, I knew he was he was pretty good before, but he was mostly involved in tag matches. But him getting that that big opportunity in a match was so huge for him. Again, he works really well with high flyers. Absolutely. Right. Um, I want him to like kill Dante Martin or something. <laughs> yes, that's gonna like I used to, that match would pop off on a Wednesday. Correct. It'd Correct. Be great. Yes. Uh, Malachi Black says there's a trader in our midst and we have a segment that is quickly going to go off the rails bro I, like as, when, when it started and he was i was like dude malachi black has the coolest entrance the suit is so hot he's talking he's like giving a sermon i'm like dude this segment rules and then they pan over to like rosario dawson and i'm like oh this is a cody segment right. i knew instantly Right. From the Nightmare Factory, I was like, And then this she is a jumps on his back, and Cody comes down the aisle, and we fight our way back up to the. You said, you said something in the group chat that was like a downgrade from Daredevil, and I thought it was extremely funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I gave you and props, it, but it was extremely funny. It was funny. A, a step back from Daredevil and a leap backwards from Luke Cage <laughs> yeah. as her partner, right? And then we have them fight to the top of the building, not Rosaria sure. and Malachi, by the way, but, no, but Cody, Cody, Cody and Malachi. No fanfare, just shows up, and he's just like, I'm going to beat your ass, and he goes down there, and they brawl. They brawl like all the way up the steps. The segment's well, continuing. I'm now, like, to our knowledge, because they go to commercial, and they mm-hmm. never tell us what happens. They're still fighting. To our knowledge, they are continuing to punch each other in the aisles and maybe in the catacombs of the building. Do you building. think they've like they're started traveling to the next stadium or do you think they're still in that stadium? I think they I, mean? I think they were fighting and they and the uh the movers strategically placed a moving van yeah right behind where they were fighting and as they fought through the loading dock positions they yeah. wound up in the back of one and they immediately closed, closed it up doors. and allowed them to continue fighting until they get to the next stop. They put like a couple steel chairs in there as like a you know mouse trap and some like water, cheese, and some water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything a wrestler needs. <laughs> yes, chairs, water, <laughs> chairs, water. 
baby oil. <laughs> <laughs> Chairs, water, and baby oil. The wrestler starter kit. Absolutely. Um, the Seth Rollins special. <laughs> yes. Or, or Hunter. <laughs> right? Yeah. As he spews it into the crowd. Uh, that was that was the worst part of COVID for him. Notice he didn't do any appearances after the TV guy took the water bottle from him. Yeah, that's it, man. He, if he can't do his water entrance spit. Sit. I'm going to yeah. have a heart surgery, guys. <laughs> uh, Dan Lambert, uh, Jericho. Okay, Dan Lambert comes out and he has he's he is he has a a female that is an AEW wrestler with him. He has Scorpio. He has Paige. He has the two MMA guys, uh, Orloff and um, DeSantos, and he just lays it in thick again. Until which point. We have Jericho come down and retort again. This kind of was off the rails. I, I didn't love it, to be honest with you. I didn't. I almost like Lambert's part better than Jericho's. I just Jericho. Whenever he he, it just it seems like it's designed to pop the crowd. And it doesn't feel authentic. I, I guess there, his character sometimes his character. I say making air quotes is mostly just him. And he wants to go out there and pop the crowd. And sometimes it can come off feeling a little inauthentic. Like, why is Jericho coming out? Well, we're going to get... Undefeated Jake Hager in MMA. We're going to that get... That is technically true. Right. We're going to get those two versus Paige and Scorpio in a program. And I guess the, the issue here will be Jericho and Lambert argue and do the promos... And it just here's my problem with with the whole thing. We have Lambert belittling the putting the company over by belittling it, right? That's the heel thing, right? All the things that are good are bad, right? And then you have Jericho as the defender of this in the program, which not that long ago, literally two months ago, he was the heel, <laughs> and then you have Paige, who I know can talk. And Scorpio, who, even if he can't, needs to do it, right? I don't know if he can really or not. I mean, he hasn't done that much of it. But I, I feel like Lambert does isn't needed here. Like, we yeah. could have found a program with Jericho. We could have found a program with Jericho and Hager versus these two guys. That would have been – I would have been more excited for it. If, Paige if, could have walked right over and said, you're really famous and I'm not yet. Pep, slapped him in the mouth and we're off and running, right? And That's all you need. A we reason need, to fight is all you need. In I wrestling need those field. other eight guys. No, I don't know who they're like. I, but here we are. MMA is big, right? I get that, but like, do you really think people are tuning in to like be like, oh man, Dan Lambert's right. He got real shooters in that ring. I'm going to go watch AEW. What? No, I just I like who is this for? Right, and I don't even know that. Like I just, I don't know. I, I'm just not understanding. Is this supposed to appeal to MMA guys? I don't know. It's so weird. It's weird to me. It's so weird know. right now, right? Then we move into the Gun Club. Is now. I forgot about that segment. I completely. The Gun Club is heels because by God, wins and losses were supposed to matter, and we ain't lost yet. Fair enough. That I'll is a on. valid point. They have like they've racked up. They have like the highest winning percentage or something. Like the numbers are crazy on how many they've won. Sure, Jay Cargill, dark, but Jay Cargill versus Layla Hurst. I don't want to give that too much. No. Okay, I thought this was the best match of Cargill's career. It um, was absolutely. I, I, I 
I think that really underlines how Layla Hirsch can be put in any situation. I do think she's a very Jade, versatile. Wrestler. We know Jade is the future of the women's division. We know that she's their she's money. She's their Goldberg. Hopefully, the people booking her are booking her in a way that allows her to learn how to be a great wrestler in the process. Off to a good start. Not saying anything negative about Bill. I will. <laughs> but um, although Jericho did mention scrapping with Bill Goldberg, uh, trained MMA. Is that wait? Is that who he was talking about? Well, he was talking about Brock. Oh, he said a beast. And then he then he did throw out there a trained MMA bill. I was wondering. I don't know how much Bill had rolled around Goldberg. with. He well, I Goldberg. I do know he has done some MMA training, but I don't I don't know that anybody would claim from what we've seen as him being proficient in it. I don't know, man. He is proficient in tackling people. I've seen him do that quite he, a bit. He's gotten paid for it quite a bit over his his career. In lifting, he's an he does incredible that. lifter. Big muscle man. Yeah, yeah. He's big. big Big chest. Big strong. Big muscles. Feller. Okay, back to this, though. <laughs> I did like all of this, and I thought it was yeah. well done. You? Okay. I liked it. Andrade is um, the kingpin. That is how he's being presented. That is why he got rid of... Chavo. Chavo, and I think that's a good place for him to be in, and I can't wait. I thought his in-ring performance last time we saw it was great, and I feel like we're at a springboard here for him whether Dude, that be yes. do wait till they bring in Rick oh maybe not woo <laughs> that's somebody who oh, I don't th- okay. I don't think they are going to I know I know some Side- people were like convinced I don't I don't think that was ever the plan in all honesty sidebar when I saw that there was a dark side of the ring episode on that I thought I was like, it's over I thought how on earth do you because we know that Jericho is a producer you can't tell that story without telling the Ric Flair part no now allegedly I saw some things last night they left out some details on the Dustin and that rubs me the wrong way don't like that because that's what we've accused the other company for when they do documentaries that being said I will say this in defense of a Dustin Reynolds or Scott Hall in that I have watched them actively try to get sober. I've never seen that from Rick. So, in that respect, I have to think, at the very least, they... You know. They want to be different from what they were at one time. And in Dustin's case, he's achieved that. As far as... He has bad opinions sometimes. Another thing is, (laughs) I don't believe anybody put anything in Rick's drink. Kurt Hennig supposedly was dropping things Dude, that, into other people's drinks without so them crazy. knowing. Now, Dude, the, R- the RVD thing where he's talking about, oh, it just it was horrible. Well, and, I only watched clips, man, because I don't, I don't well, think and, I could take the whole thing. And the thing that rubbed me, one thing that really rubbed me the wrong way was <sighs> JR taking ownership and then kind of sort of being like, but I, it's not my job to make sure everybody's grown men. And then. You had to make sure back then you kept your drinks covered. And like I'm like, dude, if you're the boss of all those people and somebody's going around slipping people, like it's one thing that they're all crazy and partiers and you can say until it winds up being arrested ain't my problem. I get it. There's a difference. Though. I get it. But if you know that one of your guys is going around illegally drugging his my guys God. as a joke. You need to stop that. Even, That's not a rib. Well, the thing is, even in even if you're viewing this as only a business, 
it's not good. You can lose your talent, but they're crazy anyway. They're pro. I mean, they're larger than life humans anyway. If one of them is drugged, along with doing the drugs they already do, they could wind up dead. They could wind up killing somebody else. They could wind. No telling what they're capable of, as testimony by the show. Just right. I'm so glad wrestling is for like nerds now. It is. You know what I mean? Kenny Omega's a huge nerd. Every everyone who I'm not gonna say Roman's a huge nerd, but Biggie's a huge nerd. You know what I mean? Well, I will say this: Roman's character is blatantly based on video games, dude. He's got the big final boss energy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you like, can't tell me he's not a nerd. Right, Even Georgia Tech. Absolutely. You know? Wrestling is like, I don't know, it, it's way better. I, 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 Well, in recent times, we've obviously had the issues in the UK, well, especially with the speaking out in the UK, where it's like, man, that's awful. Well, that's but it the seems evolution. to generally be better. That's the evolution, is that we are in a time period where you learn more about these people outside of the ring than you would ever have learned before. It is coinciding with the fact that a lot of these people are genuinely, even if they're not crazy jerks, they're not they're insane. jerks in a way that's legal. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and back then, don't get me wrong, everything was wilder back then, and it was a culture where, when the Oakland Raiders were a great football team, what people loved about them wasn't just that they were a great football team; it was that they were partiers. Yes. You know what I mean? And we overlook the fact that in Kenny Stabler's book, he says there was a fishbowl full of amphetamines at the front of the room. My God. And he said it was a so crazy for him because Stabler couldn't take amphetamines to, to play because he had to play quarterback. He had to think. And he said, and I'm in a room, and these guys are just beating their heads off lockers, eating eating amphetamines by the handful. Oh I watched God. a documentary on 86 Mets. It was so crazy because I watched 86 Mets documentary, and then I watched uh, – Later on that night, I watched The Dark Side of the Ring, and it was both shows about the drug abuse in that time period. Well, 86 was one group, and then you're 93 or so, but it's the same general rule. And how New York fell in love with these characters because they were out partying every night. And again, they were like, you know, you had a coach. They weren't doing quite, to some degree they were, but they were taking they were drinking hot coffee on summer days where it's 106 degrees field level right before the game and they're like why were they doing that well they're doing it for a reason it kicked in the amphetamines because they would not go to bed and then go play the next day you know i read strawberry's book before he before he got sober he would he would go play and like slide into third and almost throw up on the base because he hadn't been to bed yet Bro, how, right? how did these dudes not drop? Dude, if I What get, a World Series like that. How talented were they? Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's so crazy. Dude, I, I never understand when people do stuff like that where I'm like, dude, if I get six and a half instead of eight hours of sleep, I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> I can't imagine doing a bunch of amphetamines and being up for like two days. That shit's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, yeah I feel yeah. like if I if I ever touch any like hard drive, I'm just going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not going to be able to take it. I'm going to well, die. Keep, keep that thought. Keep I will. That thought. Yes, Dare, you right? <laughs> okay. Another uh, very good match here. Uh, Spears yeah, winds up wrestling, wrestling uh, Allen. The chairman's here. Spears versus Darby. It's a good and match. it is a great, yeah. great matchup. Spears Spears puts out bangers. Spears, when he wants to. preoccupation. He is a great wrestler. All yeah. the way back to the perfect 10 days. Dude, his, his fundamentals are great. Right. Um,. He's not the most flashy wrestler, but he's always capable of having a good Correct. match. Correct. Sting winds up. Uh, the, the preoccupation Spears has with Sting does swing momentum periodically here, and Allen winds up winning in post match FTR like the and Tully attack. The, uh, the the 
coffin drop. He did it on the lower back when he was facing down. I thought that was that was neat. Yeah, it looked like it would suck to take that bump. Yeah, I saw that. Because like, he's landing right on the, the bottom of your vertebrae and the top of your hips. It's like, oh, that's my, rough. That sucks. I need a massage after that. Yeah. Yeah, they probably got one of those. I need some amphetamines. <laughs> probably the last thing you would need if you're. But anyway, we'll digress. <laughs> uh, comes out, Omega, Brian. Uh, this is great. I couldn't help when I'm watching Don Callis in the middle of that packed arena and he's talking and he is just such a he's jerk. Gesticul- gesticulating a lot too. I thought to myself, Don Callis deserves to be on this stage. He does. He's that I, talented. I strongly agree. And I love seeing him on this stage and he owns it. He's got his shirt buttoned way down. This really <laughs> awful I wiped or sprayed this tan on myself. His his ears are, for whatever reason, darker than the rest of the spray tan <laughs> because maybe he rubbed his fingers on it after he was done rubbing it on himself. It is so bad. And then it is so, you know, the the, the, the garish the pink suit, suit with oh. the sparkly pink shoes. It is perfect. And, as, and all of that in contrast to Daniel Bryan, who has some form of a sweatpant T-shirt, tennis shoes on i'm just here to freaking got get ponytail down. that's it i'm just here to get down i'm here to wrestle the simplicity you know what I mean? and omega's back and forth here and he's like just cut the bullshit Dude. let's do it i love i want to i want to talk about kenny's facial expressions because uh-huh. i think kenny has wonderful facial expressions and i think during this there were times where he stopped looking like he has for the past six months mm-hmm. and he you could literally see him like flick back to that that new new Japan type, oh yeah, mindset. Like you could see it in his face. He he would make certain facial expressions where you were like, oh, he's like, he wants to fight. Yeah, you you could see that flicker, but he you could tell he's like, oh man, I don't, you know, because that's not who he is. Current, I don't know. It was just I thought it was great. Kenny, I thought Kenny killed it in this segment. Agreed. Again, I, 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 in my in my heart, I was looking at Kenny, and I for the first time in a long time, I was like, wow, that's that's. Kenny seven stars Omega. Right. That's the dude who fought Okada four times. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It. Just that moment where I was just like, oh, th- yeah, this is, that's him. Yes. He might be different now, but there's there's something there that's still like that. Totally agree. Just, I don't know. I loved uh, it. Dude, and that's what we hope for, right? Absolutely. We hope we're getting another the, seven star match. Because as great as I would have loved, to, as I love watching. Daniel Bryan wrestle every mm-hmm. time. There's a limit to how long he can wrestle in the WWE ring because the way they do things. The way they structure shows is just different. The reason you want to see a Kenny, uh, Daniel Bryan in New Japan, the reason why you want to see a Seth in a New Japan, the reason why you want to see these... Uh, you want to see what can he do with 40 minutes. Dude, yeah, get like the I think the time limit cuz cuz even on like a WWE pay-per-view you're probably not going to have like a 45 minute main event. Right, not There's unless they no literally way. say we're going to have an Iron Man match and then they, the whole thing is that. And it, again, wonderful when they do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But you got to say too, an Iron Man match on a pay-per-view, you've cut that's, out two other matches that's that a whole, four other guys aren't getting paid this, today. That's a half of a pay-per-view basically. Right. It's a ma- it's a massive commitment. Right. Well, and uh, le- yeah, but the other thing is too, literally people are not getting paid today because they don't get to be on the show, right? And you get bonuses for being on the shows. So, it's a little almost selfish, but you do want to see I want to see here we have this show in Arthur Ashe Stadium. 
we have three hours of television that they're going to get. I don't know Dude. if they give us a finish here. I would guess we don't get a real finish here because I would think we're going to have to pay for the real finish. I would think there's yeah. a... But I'm guessing there's some kind of a really great match that teases us of how great it can be. A weird finish where Kenny gets to keep the belt and then Daniel goes back and has to fight through the elite to get back to him for the pay-per-view. AEW is the best company in the world. Right? But I just when I think of that when I'm like, man, I want him to have a tag match against the Young Bucks. I want him to right. to have a match against Adam Cole. It's just Right. Oh, what a what a wonderful well, well what we possibilities? Got a, we got a teaser of him on SmackDown against Adam Cole. I remember not people, that long people ago, were and it crazy was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, how funny it was not that long ago. Right. <laughs> it, well, it was pre-pandemic, but it doesn't feel that long. Ago, nah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But it was really, really good. And and this will be better because they'll have more time to do it. Shoot. If they want. If they want. Right. And um, then we wind up with Mox versus Eddie in uh, Mox and Eddie versus 2.0. And I, I thought I've come, I've come around on 2.0. Those dudes are funny. It starts out with a three point uh three on two matchup. Thought that was great. I thought it was just a really great match. I, I love every time Mox and Eddie have like a tag match in the main event, it's always so fun. Right. It's just Ed, Eddie's just a wonderful character in the ring. Everything he does has purpose and, mm-hmm. and character. And Mox is just Mox is just wild, a wild man. Right. Wild thing, literally. Absolutely. So he's he's all over the place. It's just, it's so fun to watch. And 2.0, again, I've come around on them. They're great. They're wonderful for that type of, of bad guy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And this sets up the Mox, Eddie, Suzuki, Archer matchup that we're getting again. at Ratchet And then we'll get into... So, we get the Lucha Bros' first title defense on Rampage. They're facing Matt's crew, pretty much the whole crew, but the people actually wrestling are Butcher and Blade. I loved it. We got mm-hmm. Ricky Starks on commentary. He, Ricky's a hero, He man. eased in a little bit. It was, uh, of course, finding room to talk with Jericho Dude, and Jericho's Taz. Yelling. G- okay. Hermanos and Lucha. Jericho's grasp of Spanish is so good. Yes. I actually enjoyed Jericho speaking Spanish far more than what he did in English in this Abs- episode. I s- heavily agree. <laughs> Taz was off the rails as always. Um, Excalibur. Keeping things in line. As, what a as, hero. as best he could. As best he could. Now, the, the Lucha Brothers, of course, win the match. And then we wind up with... <laughs> now, the brothers go over. They're attacked by the entire faction of Matt Hardy's group. The dead president painted up Pride and Powerful attack. Run them off. I loved all of this. We are getting if we get a loose an alliance. eight-man tag. Dude, a loose alliance of the Lucha Brothers, proud and powerful. I want to piggyback on that because if we can possibly get what I have always wanted, which is two teams that aren't fighting because they dislike each other, because they hate each other, because I'm told to be a bad guy, you're told to be a good guy, that's what they wrote in the script. Simply this, we respect each other and we need to go out there and bang. Absolutely. I'm all in it. This is the feud that gives it to me. I will be that's something forever that indebted to the company. I think companies need more of. And I know New Japan has done it quite a bit. Where it's just like, man, they just want to fight. There, there's no there's no bad blood. There's no long running. Right. Sometimes they just want to fight. Right. They want to see who's better. I know you're the best. And I want to fight you. Right. But he, usually great. with American companies, even if 
it starts with I know you're the best. They still want to figure out a way to make it personal before yes. the fight starts. And I totally get that. That's absolutely right. 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 But, but but when you can stretch a match out to really be like a like cinematic moment, yeah, I think I think that does lend it a little bit more towards just letting them go run. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, it's like a. You know how they they build that one Edge Orton as the greatest wrestler right? <laughs> beforehand? He built it. I would like <laughs> so for a variant of that where you had just say Daniel Bryan and Kenny go out and they walk out there and they say, "Hey, look, man, this ain't about a belt. I want. I think I'm capable of having the greatest wrestling match of all time. I look around the scope. I say, I think you are too. Let's go do that." At the pay-per-view. If there's any two people on the face of this planet that could do it, it's those guys. Well, but I, I, even if you, even if it was two other people, I would yeah. just love that program. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If you, if you they, had, their journey. They'd have to be similar. Like, you'd, it'd have to be two guys on that are similarly leveled, which there's only maybe nine guys on the planet that are similarly leveled. But... And I'm probably being generous, but by yeah. the same token, you know what I'm saying? Any any format of that would blow me away if Dude, I could get it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. Okay, now after that, we come back from commercial. Matt's furious. He alludes to a fan eyeballing him from the stands that is a uh lookalike of Orange Cassidy, which he is obviously not. The he pulls him over the railing. Neither one of us like the segment. I'm not I gonna go too segment. far into it. They cut the guy's ponytail off. They're, they're like insulting. Not only did the heels make fun of the guy's appearance, so did the announcers, Jericho and awful. Taz. And then it's like, you know, what if his, what, what will his wife think? And Taz is like, he doesn't have a wife. It was, I, I wasn't in on this. No. And it, it, I'm it glad it was over when it was over. for right? anybody. Now, let's get to something I was totally in on. DMD in the ring. Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho. We have a talk off. Welcome to... Welcome to TV time. To is what start DMD the tells so, I was like, oh, it's going to be that. And it's and immediately like, off the rails man. after that. She says, you know, you don't know who you are. You've always changed who you are to try and fit into different groups. And Ruby retorts with a little bit of a shot across a different bow of, which I thought was understated and well done. She says, yes. I've always known who I am. I'm just now getting the opportunity to show it. Then she goes in on Brit specifically mm-hmm. with, you're just like every girl I've ever stood across the ring from. And she gives her a look up and down, which I thought was a nice little detail of, because Brit is an an easy to look at person. She yes. has an attractive She's presence. She's very pretty. Right. And by looking her up and down like that, it alludes to everybody I've ever wrestled has been somewhat of a model, right? They're not like me, the rebel, right? The The punk. Yeah, and then she says, uh, "Self-absorbed, uh, entitled, self-centered, and banging some dude in the back," alluding to a relationship with Adam Cole, which obviously is not true because Cole just got there. It, I, again, I was, if anything, it's the other way around. Adam Cole came over. It was the reason why I knew Cole was going there. I never once thought he was staying, right? Because his, his girl works. Yeah, he's going to want to be around her. Yeah. If nothing else, to keep Tony Schiavone's hands off of her. <laughs> For goodness sake. I love she hugs Tony on this segment. I'm like, yes. man, Adam's going to have something nasty to oh, say about that. He's, he's going to call him a geek. He's getting so many super kicks. <laughs> His own personal party. A super kick party. Anyway, 
Britt may have let it affect her mentally a little bit, but in a great way as she begins to shoot about. Um, you did. You're. She called her the runaway, and she's like, "You didn't run away. You were fired." <laughs> right, and you hear Soho's voice somewhat crack when she retorts, "You're right. I got fired, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me." Dude, it felt real. There were. I don't know. It was great. I'm Dude, sure- and Jericho and them. I, I, there's a little piece of me that's like, "Hey, back away from it." And let let the moment speak for itself, but maybe with crowds, sometimes you have to explain how important something is you're seeing, and, and pull back what a pro sees when he sees it. And they did do that in commentary during this. They were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're saying this to one another. This is a shoot, a shoot." Yeah. Pro. And um, all of that. I look me in the eye. See who you're going to see who's going to beat your ass. Although I don't know if you can see anything with your head so far up Tony's Tony Khan's ass, which again harkens to the fact that we've known all along that Britt, even when we didn't know for sure she could become this, we knew she was going to get that opportunity. Tony Khan believes Tony was was yeah. on her. He, he, he liked her. He was right too. I didn't see it at first. I was critical of Britt for a long time. He was she's... the only one that saw it. You know, and it worked. He was right. He was right. And she's a star. And she wrestles like a star. She's presented like a star. It's okay. worked. But it was great for Soho. And we're getting this match. Awesome. Fuego promo with Mark Henry in the middle. He's putting Dude, his moderately priced new car on the line. They hark on that. And it is hilarious it's throughout so the episode. I can listen to a luchador with a luchador mask speaking in that Mobile, Alabama accent. I can listen to it all day. You don't even have to have wrestling. That's hometown hero, baby. It, it just, even it, though Mobile's like an hour away. <laughs> 45 minutes. Hey, it's close, hey, it's yeah. close enough. Right, right, right. I mean, it's basically, it's, for us, it's the same distance as downtown. Yeah, it, <laughs> it literally is. Yeah, right. I'm as, we're as far from Pensacola as we are from I go Mobile. to just as many, uh, like, uh, there's, there's like a little venue over there, the Soul Kitchen. I go to just as many shows there as I do yeah. downtown. You know, But anyway, okay, where I go to see people play music doesn't matter. Miro wrestles him. He talks a little bit about God and the retort, a little bit about... His, his wife. wife in the retort, which he always When he does. said his God up high, I was like, man, the next thing he says... Is going to be... Guaranteed. Yes, yes. And he did. He's certified freak. Match. <laughs> it was great. Much better yeah. than I thought it could be. Del Sol had some fantastic Dude, moments. He busted out some new offense, too. Man, that double stomp to the back of the head was Pushing nasty. off of Miro's back to get height. Double stomping him in the back of the head. Beautiful. Beautiful. And then he springboards and Miro puts him down. Just kills him. And after he puts him down, <laughs> he super kicks him. And then he super kicks him again. And he's almost asleep when he pins him. Then he decides to stick his keys in his mouth and really choke him out. And then we get the biggest moment and what I think is the most important moment and what really matters moment of the episode and of the week because Sammy Guevara runs down to the ring and we're getting a Miro Sammy promo. Here's why it matters. When this whole thing started, we knew they had the established products in, in mm-hmm. Mox. We had we had Jericho, we had Cody, we had the uh, the Bucks, Bucks, all those Kenny. The the p- pillars is a, is a bad way to put it, but the four cornerstones to me of the youth movement. I think I think pillars. I think pillars has been used to for that. I just I don't think they're there yet, but I think they're the four the, the, pillars to be the youth movement. Yes. <laughs> the the people that this company is supposed to be really built around if long term matters. Adam Page, MJF, mm-hmm. Jungle Boy, 
Oh, I did. I wasn't gonna say junk, but I was gonna say Darby Allen. Darby's Darby's weird because I, I feel the, like he's like I don't want to say he's further along than everybody else, but he kind of feels. But I felt like, like the first episode, I thought of Jungle Boy as a tag team wrestler. Valid point. But the first pay per view, right? Valid point. And Sammy's like the first body that walks out, yeah. Besides Cody, right? For the first pay per view. So then I, th- Sammy's the one who hasn't had this shot. Jungle Boy's gotten a shot. To your point, Jungle Boy's had a shot at the, at the title title. Yeah, that's fair. Jungle Boy's in solo, been in solo programs with people that matter. Sammy has been stuck with Jericho. Jericho, and he was the. It's gotten him over. I'll say he I'll was see. the breakout star yeah. in the feud because he dominated the 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 cinema. Uh, the stadium stampede. Match. Yes, he dominated that match. He was the reason we're standing here. Uh, with fireworks behind them, even though it was Jericho's moment in some ways. MJF is, is, we know where he is. This is the moment you say to your fan base that has been with you, because Adam's gone gone back home to be with his wife while she's pregnant. This is where you say to your fan base, you don't have, I know we got Punk, I know we got, or even two people who aren't your fan base, but act like they're your fan base. We know you, we, we know we got Punk, we know we got Daniel, we know we got Cole. We know we got Christian. We know we got all these guys we're bringing in. Miro. You don't have to worry about the young talent. They're going to get their shots. They're going to be their moments. And Sammy being in this program with Miro, which is the most important thing besides the world championship, even more so than when Cody had it in ways, because in a ways, Cody was there to blatantly get over the guy while I'm going to go over. Yes. Whereas Miro is this titan. Dude, Miro, he is is putting out S-tier work. Fantastic week. Just fantastic. What, awesome. a, what a wonderful time to be a wrestling fan. I've said it before. Right. We live in, in the best possible wrestling timeline. Right. We need New Japan. The G1's coming up. We need New Japan. G1 to, started today, actually. To be allowed to uh, do, a, do a little more with the audiences and all that. Yeah. Get uh, back firm feeding. I don't think their G1 blocks are particularly great either. Right. Again, they're pulling from a limited pool. Correct. We need... Impact to get its feet under it a little better. ROH has done some neat things here recently. Um, I want to watch more of their uh, their like pure rules match. Right, dude. Again, what what I can't remember. I can't even remember the names of the dudes who were in that match. But we watched one, two dudes I'd never heard of before, and it was like one of the best matches I saw last year. It was crazy. Right. Uh, if you if you pulled up their names, I'd be able to tell you. But man, right. that match was off the MLW freaking chain. Signing some talent right now. Shoot, I hope the best one. I think I read that they're getting a new contract thing. Uh, they're, they're announcing that uh, TNT is going to two hour, uh, TNT is allowing the two-hour Rampage show. Mm-hmm. It, I would assume part of the reason we're getting this spectacular booking for this two... That the, like, they dude, may be auditioning for more hours. Which I think would be fine. The only, I, don't, I don't again. I don't want to get too much because right. there is a point where it's like, man. Well, the only issue is three-hour show is it's too much. Every now and then, you much. can do a four-hour because they're they're taping this all at once. Yeah, it's going to be hard for that audience to every night be that for livid four hours for four hours because you don't get a break between the end of Rampage and the beginning of Dynamite, which is actually the inverse of the way it. Yes. Works out on television for us. But anyway, who cares? That's their problem. They, they're filling up TV time for us. It's great. Uh, for Jared from EKP, check out our friends at the Game Project, the G-I-N-N project.com. Check out our friends at uh, the Daily Smart. Uh, listen to very entertaining podcasts, learn about wrestling, and even check us out some. Us too. Yes. Us too is our catchphrase. There's really entertaining stuff there, and us too.
<laughs> Copyright 2021. Go home. <laughs>